0: Hi, um, today um, on the Alexander podcast we're going to be uh, talking about uh, mental health issues and uh, I'm going to be very um, open with you. Um, I'm going to be very um, relatively explicit really about my life uh, in order to convey to you the point of uh, this this podcast you know what I'm actually trying to talk about now um now what I've I've suffered serious mental health issues myself I, I don't mean that I've had bipolar or emotional schizoid or acute paranoia or psychosis or any of the very you know severe um mental health issues and I think those particular mental health issues are probably beyond the scope of what I'm going to talk about today but the fact of the matter is is that um in fact You know, the problem that we have uh, in talking about mental health issues today is that if we believe that mental health issues are, you know, paranoia, psychosis, um, bipolar, then we are far from the truth of what mental health issues and what mental health is really all about. Now, what I would say to you is that. If I wanted to label my own mental health issues, yes, it it would be CPOD, Childhood Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder. And, you know, we are a society that likes to categorise and label. But, of course, even though that is a very relevant label for me... Um, it is just a label, uh, and what I mean there is that, of course, we have a, a great big, you know, sort of um, uh, psychology department, you know, in this country. You know, we have a, a National Health Service that has a mental health aspect. Whether or not we believe that that is uh, producing the right um, uh, strategies uh, and results for sufferers of the very, um, you know, wide um, amount of uh, mental health issues is, is is another matter. And that is what I want to talk about today, is that, you know, for me, when I was very young, obviously when I got to about 18, you know, I, was very, I had a very difficult childhood. I'm not gonna go into too much detail here, but, you know, I was brought up um, in care. You know, I was brought up without parents and my life in care was made extra, extra difficult because, you know, I wasn't able to, um, you know, I wasn't able to live anywhere specifically. I I went from one fostering uh, situation to to another and, 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 you know, and there were lots of breakdowns and I stayed much time in children's homes and you know, I, it was very, very difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong, though, I had some fantastic times as well, which will be documented elsewhere. Uh, but, and, uh, of course, if you live in a children's home, you, 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 know, you do have the benefit of having your friends around you all the time. So, you know, it is not um, uh, to say that I had a very difficult time, it. what you lack is unconditional love. You know, let's be clear about that. And, uh, of course, you know, I can say that quite easily. You know, I lacked unconditional love. But don't we all? You know, If we're living in a nice family where everyone's very happy and, and loving and all the rest of it, it, perhaps we don't. But in fact, within the context of family life, we're actually not very great at expressing love or affection, always. And this is what we're really talking about when we talk about mental health issues. We're talking about a, a, a sort of gradient, a kind of percentage of, of, of satisfaction, if you like, of this, con- this unconditional love. So for me, I got to 18 and had never had any, really, you know. Um, There were a few people that made me feel, you know, that perhaps I was worth something, but but not really, you know. And up until the age of 10, I was actually relatively abused, you know. Um, And my CPOD or uh, CPSTD or whatever they call it you know is um is 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 basically because I was a scapegoat within a fostering situation and uh, that's a very specific uh, category under the under that particular heading uh, and 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 of course you know you 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 suffer a lot of different um, emotional uh, difficulties and and low self-esteem and and etc. Um, And so the point being is that I then, you know, when I was about 18, you know, I I, I was very paranoid. I I did think that people thought I was an idiot. I did think that people, um, uh, you know... uh, Looked down on me. I did feel that I was inferior to everybody around me, and to a certain extent, I was because you know I hadn't had the love of a mum and dad, which is very strengthening, you know, or even a single parent, you know. I, you know, I had only had you know people that were sort of looking after me, if you like, in a, in quite a materialistic sense, you know. But they were never looking after my emotional needs, and so of course, you know, I got to I was a mess. You know, I was very paranoid. I was very insecure. And I'm, I'm very lonely and very and found it very difficult, actually, to make contact, connection with people. You know, I'd make jokes and laugh and muck about, you know, in, in order to make them like me, if they laughed, then I felt really good. If they didn't laugh, which was most of the time, you know, then it was just a sort of breakdown in a particular relationship that I was trying to have, and people found me annoying, really. Um, and so I went to the doctors and I said to them, you know, I need help, you know, and uh, I had a psychotherapist, you know a young chap who'd just graduated at the time, and and he was just awful, really. Not as a human being, he was a very nice man, actually, you know, but as he sat there listening to my story, which was long and varied and I was tearful, you know, I could see that he was pale and wan in response to it, and he was holding back his re- emotional response to that work um, <clears throat> of me telling this story, You know, and I could see that he was keeping his distance, and of course that struck me as very odd. Anyway, you know, I thought, well, you know, it's not my business to, to judge, I, I'll come back next week, and I went back the next week, you know, and I suddenly developed this need to, to offload once a week, and it was a very strange process, you know, I suddenly, oh, right, now I'm needing to offload. Whether or not it was actually helping me or not was neither here nor there. Uh, It was just this process that I was involved in. Anyway, after six weeks, my uh, sort of six weeks of therapy that I'd been offered, um, uh, you know, uh, was over. He was off somewhere else. And if I was still mad, (laughs) inverted commas, you know, I was to then... uh, you know, I not know, uh, seek further help. But I realised immediately that this psychoanalysis, this psychotherapy, was a pointless exercise, and that one would literally just be circling, you know, week after week, this weird stuff, you know. There was an incident when my therapist was away one week, and instead, uh, well, I mean, not instead, but I, um, I actually at that time, was also doing, um, you know, acting, and I was doing audition technique with my rather successful brother, uh, Sean, you know, and he was teaching me about acting and so on like this, and I was doing audition technique with him. Well, I turned up at this church hall that he'd managed to get for us to do this work in, and of course, I, we didn't do any work because I had this need to offload, which had been generated by this therapy or this so-called therapy situation, sort of psychotherapy situation, and uh, of course, um. <laughs> I just spent two hours talking to him, and and in the end I said, oh, I'm I'm sorry about all that, I don't really quite know what happened there. And he said, well, (laughs) you obviously needed to chat, fine, you know, but... I immediately realised that it was what, what had happened and what was going on, so I, of course, promised myself I'd never go through that process again, and uh, I continued on, and, 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 you know, I had some relationships, and I had some difficult times, and, you know, constantly the mental health issues were there, the mental health was not good, you know, I was at 20%, when probably I should have been at 40 or 50 or 60, um, and, and, and life was very difficult. When I got to about 26, I was practically having some kind of a sort of breakdown, which, you know, sounds a lot more dramatic than it is. You know, you literally are, you know, you're not sort of in hospital having heart palpitations, you know, but you don't feel that your life is what it is. You're tearful. You're unable to proceed with your life. You're not motivated. You don't feel great. That's a very serious mental health issue because if you're not motivated, how are you gonna get up in the bed, out of bed in the morning to go and do some work? How are you gonna believe in anything that you can do? And those are the kind of issues that I'm talking about here today. You know, this kind of way in which we feel that unless you're banging your head against a wall, unless you're having some sort of palpitations, you know, you don't have mental health issues. Well, it's quite untrue. It's quite untrue. Actual proper mental health uh, is, is, is really about far more subtle issues. Than we ever dare to tell ourselves, okay, and so um, what I would say, is that um. uh, To proceed, you know, I needed some help. Now, I at the time was very uh, actually I probably still am, but um, I mean I was into astrology a little bit, you know, and uh, I was studying that, and I suddenly came across a, a therapist who. Was very famous, you know, and very successful, you know. Um, and um, you know, I went to see her in this huge house, and she was what we, what you really call a sort of um astrological counselor. And so she was trained in, you know, I don't know, one counseling or another, and used astrology alongside that as well. Um, and for intense purposes, she seemed quite good, you know, she recorded me, and I told her my story again and what had happened to me, and so on. She then, um, proceeded to become my therapist, you know quite enjoying it, you know, all this novelty of the astrology. You know, I'd turn up, she had this huge house. I thought, my God, she's very successful. She said, Wonderful, you know. But uh, one time, you know, I was at home and I was very, very emotional and very, very depressed and, and sad. Um, uh, you know, and I was crying and I, I got emotional. And I thought, I'll phone her up and see if she can give me some support, you know. I phoned her up and she said, oh, Nick. Um, oh, yes, I'm writing a book at the moment. Um, I don't think I can deal with this. Could, could you phone my friend? I'll give you her number, you know. Oh, right, okay. So of course, one of the things that you feel when you grow up in the way that I did was a lot of rejection. So of course, this rejection by the therapist was quite painful. And then I phoned up her friend, desperate, you know, and I said, to her, oh, I don't know what's going on. Why did she do that? What, what's, she, what's wrong with her? Why is she suddenly saying this to me? You know, uh, she took me on and, and now she's saying she can't do what? And the, the therapist friend said, oh, I don't know. Oh, right. OK, fair enough. And um, well, uh, well, uh, I don't know. Well, uh, let me call her and speak to her. You know, And anyway, but it was over. Right. I mean, there was no compassion, really. There was just this, oh, my God, this guy's going to be a bit too much. We can't deal with it. They want you to turn up there and be, hello, yes, I'm fine. Um, well, yes, I feel like this today. Da, da, da. And so this is a really, uh, you know, false uh, situation. Now, of course, if somebody's crying and, you know, they're emotional, it is difficult for us as individuals, you know, to, to cope with that. But we must, be, we must be able to. If we have good mental health, if we are well balanced, we will be able to cope with it. If we have our own issues that we've not dealt with, we won't be able to cope with it. Ah, now there lies the rub. You see, these therapists that have trained and read all these books and written all these articles and passed these exams absolutely haven't been through anything themselves that has actually brought around a state of mind that is rounded. That is what we could call, you know, 90 or 95% mental health clarity and strength. Okay? And that is because the approach is entirely wrong. Freud was great. But it was a load of old tosh in the end and what we have uh, is is this sort of horrible kind of analytical process all of the psychotherapists i've ever met i mean not all of them let's face it some of them are quite nice you know but but it's not a good approach it's not a good approach it doesn't help people so of course i gave all that up and uh, i suddenly obviously wasn't in that therapy situation and of course at the same time i had been doing alexander technique and i had been reading jung and I had been studying uh, you know, the process of, um, uh, you know, personal development and so on in various schools. But Alexander Technique was bodywork. You know, Alexander Technique is bodywork, you know. And I found that the more I did it, the better I felt. The more I did it, the more I felt like I wanted to take responsibility for myself. And this taking responsibility for myself was really the key. But it was not a mental issue. It wasn't an intellectual idea. It wasn't about talky-talky therapies. It was literally about a process, a little, little bit more akin to yoga or meditation. It was on that side of the world, you know, and it was just a subtle process that allowed me to come back to myself, calm down about the things that had happened to me, differentiate myself in the present from the past, in a very unique and uh, uh, beautiful way really, and I suddenly realised that actually I didn't need any of those therapies, I didn't need any of this psychobabble. This Alexander Technique was helping me more with my emotional well-being, more with my mental health, more with being a balanced human being than I could ever have imagined Or succeeded at with those other therapies. So I think when we look at what mental health is, it really is a little bit like physical health. If you run and you train and you do it in an intelligent way and you eat good food and you sleep well, you know, you're gonna get fit and you're gonna have a great chance at winning that race. The race to mental health is like that. Only our methods must be from the body from the musculature, which is intrinsically linked with the mind. So we're talking about it must be a mind-body effort. That mind-body effort can be yoga, can be meditation, can be Alexander technique, can be many things. But for me, having looked into lots and lots of different schools of thought, I find that the most effective, the most subtle, the most genteel, if you like, is the Alexander technique. And so I have found my salvation through this technique. And I hope that you will too. I'm putting out this um, uh, sort of uh, audio uh, in order that I can share a little bit of my story, a little bit of what I found with mental health. But I think we need to uh, sort of think about mental health in a very different way. You know, it's not scary, it is just the reality. We all have mental health, but don't ever think that unless you're, you know, schizophrenic or bipolar, don't ever think that that means you don't have mental health issues every single human being on this planet has mental health problems and we need to have a solution to those problems we need to continually improve ourselves mentally we need to continually work at finding harmony within ourselves resolving the issues of our past so that we may go forward with a much more open and much more Uh, you know, loving way of life. And I can tell you now that even though I had such a traumatic childhood, having done the Alexander Technique and got my life in balance, I now have a beautiful wife and a beautiful family, which I would never have got had I not worked on my own mental health. Thank you so much for listening today. And uh, of course, I will uh, continue this uh, conversation um, uh, in the future. Uh, so do look out for um, other audios. Uh, check my website www.alexandertechnique.tv for further information about the work that I do and uh, hope to see you one day. Thank you. Bye-bye.